Blog Talk Radio. I'm going to... Good morning. On a mountain, in a valley, I behold only God. In hardship, I see Him by my side. In ease and well-being, I behold only God. Like a candle, I melted. Amidst the sparks of the soul, I behold only God. Good morning. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. We're so pleased to have you here. Playing in the background is in Niles, Be Still Thy Soul. I know the song deserves to be listened to, and we do listen to it on occasion as we start our show, but it is always a reminder that what we need is within each of us, and our mind is a wonderful, wonderful vehicle for gathering information, and we can actually listen to multiple things and hear multiple things. So allow this song to soothe your soul as we move forward today, and know that God loves you just as you are and that you will probably remind yourself more if you start thinking about God as love. Welcome to my co-host Brian on the other line. Good morning, Brian. about what to say or what to do because he who sent us will direct us. We are content to be wherever he wishes knowing he goes there with us. We will be healed as we let him teach us to heal. Thank you so much, Brian. I I turned off the music. Brian is in a circumstance today where he has to stay a little more quiet. And so um, at some point during the day, maybe as we go out this afternoon, I'll replay A Niles Be Still Thy Soul. But we've heard it enough. And let me remind you, all that you need is within you. And you don't need to be every light. You just need to be a piece of the light. And letting go of, of trying to direct how the lights light up around the stage. And just allowing each one to light in its own time. In its own way, in its own place. Lifts a tremendous obligation and burden off of you. And actually takes the um, lampshade off. And allows your light to shine pure and clear through. Today's topic is happiness, no matter what you have, it's yours. And this topic came to me, it's no secret, I, I have voices in my head. Some people might think that I, I, should, I would be hospitalized if I talked about it that way. But it's really not so much voices as feelings. I've, I've always, my grandfather was a healer and um, 
you know, I, I came to the life, this life as a heightened sixth sensor, and I never took my foot off the other side. Most of us, about the age of six or seven, we start getting the pressures, you know, to, to be like everybody else and take your foot out of the other side. And I didn't because I grew up in a family where that kind of connection was perhaps genetically expected, but it was certainly honored. And so my intuitions or my pronouncements were accorded higher than normal respect for a child of that age. And so as a consequence, and I knew that anything I was sharing was not coming from me, even at that young age. I also knew not to talk much about it, except in family circles, because people look askance at you. And in today's world of the medium and Ghost Whisperer and every other show that's on TV, the mentalist talking about people who recognize their heightened six senses and for whatever reason didn't pull that foot off of the other side. Um, those people are being recognized as just normal people. We don't need to be medicated. We don't have to be hospitalized. It did scare me a little bit. Uh, maybe a couple of years ago, somebody did a study somewhere and decided that really what we were experiencing was epileptic seizures. Now, those of you who have called into this show and have had Brian and I both share information with you that was dead on, and we haven't been with you. We aren't in your presence. Um, I hope that you would join us in chortling at the thought that we're having epileptic seizures. My gosh, seizures that break the delusion of disconnection and allow us to see the small part of the whole, but the very valuable part of the whole that you are. But of course, if we're having epileptic seizures, then what they can do is medicate us to make us like everyone else and try to get us to a place where we don't recognize the voices in our head or the feelings that overwhelm us that we sometimes become a wash in God. And is that something that each and every one of you can come to know? With practice, with meditation, with becoming centered. And so that sense inside of me of what we should talk about today came to me in a very funny kind of way. I was driving down the road, and I thought, my gosh, happiness it doesn't matter how much or how little you have. Happiness is something that you have. And it feels the same. I've had much and I've had little. And I can assure you, having been in both places and all the spots in between, happiness feels the same. It's a wonderful gift or present from God that just your heart light, lightens up. You know it. You know how your happiness feels. And so today we're going to talk about the idea that, that maybe what happens many times is people take the glisten, the glamour, the glitz. What's all that stuff? That, the glitz, you know, the, the, um, the crystals. There's, there's a lot of bangle going on lately, and I'm trying to think of what it's called. But bottom line is, they take it off because they start comparing their happiness. And, and so it's like they compare it to some future event in the future. That's a double whammy on the future. That must be important now. But they, it's like 
wow, this is great. And when I go here, this is even going to be better. And that probably brings us back to where we seem to be every week. And so I have come to believe that that Brian and I are messengers of now. There's messengers out there for all bits and pieces, you know. There's Neil Donald Walsh who's reminding people that we are a part of God and God is with us always. And, And all you have to do is reach your hand out. And certainly Brian and I talk about that idea that that we're all that God is with us right now in this moment right now but I find that there tends to be a regular focus for Brian and I about now and so I'm presuming that it must be something that we all need to be reminded of that now is where we are and I can assure you right now I do testimony that your happiness is the same no matter what you have or don't have. It is your happiness. Don't give it up by linking it to something that you think will be better some other time because what happens is that tends to create a cycle, a, a what people call a self-fulfilling prophecy except from the reverse side. Because you have in your mind that happiness is supposed to feel different When you come into the next time and it doesn't feel different, instead of being elated at being happy, people can become dejected at it not being more, not being what they were searching for, they were looking for. And I've I've personally allowed myself to be caught in that cycle when I was unaware. Just because I'm a heightened sixth sensor doesn't mean I haven't had a journey. Doesn't mean that I haven't I haven't been unaware. And so when I, I got my masters and I became a teacher and I just I just there seemed to be something that was going to make me happy. And so then I went to law school and I became a lawyer and there there was just still something missing. There's something that was going to make me happy. All that you need is within you. All that I needed was within me. And it is that journey to awareness that has caused me to know such joy. So today's topic is a suggestion from my guides, and it's about happiness. Brian. This is such a fantastic subject matter. And I find myself saying this each and every week. And that's because each and every week we are speaking of fantastic subject matters. And much like I said last week, this is the foundation that we need to focus on and recognize once again for experiencing the now, for experiencing happiness now. Because as you said a few times, Mara, is that happiness is the same. No matter what event finally happens in your life that allows you to experience happiness, the joy of happiness is felt just the same. And so if we begin to look at it very closely, we can begin to see that is us choosing for our happiness when we choose for it. And if we put our happiness 
outside of ourselves and attach it to some circumstance or event or situation, and then we match up with that situation or event or circumstance in our lives, then we allow ourselves to be happy. But we don't have to delay our happiness. We don't have to put our happiness attached onto anything and say, when this happens, I will be happy. When this happens, I will be satisfied. We can choose to do that now. And as you mentioned many times, you and I speak about the now. And then, and now is all the, the only time that we have. And so now is the time that we can choose to be happy. And we no longer have to delay our happiness and put it outside of ourselves and say, when this happens, I will be happy. And when you were speaking, it brought just glaring to my mind since the name of the show. You are okay. And many, many times I hear you say, you are enough. And that's it. When you start to say you are enough right now, you can allow yourself to be happy because you don't have to go out there and get anything or experience anything else. And what we, again, to go a little deeper, if we look a little bit closer, we can see that when we're not experiencing happiness, it's because we've, for some reason, declared for ourselves that we're missing something, that something that we want we're not experiencing, and therefore we're unhappy. And so to be able to do this, we have to place some sort of judgment onto our current situation and the situation that we desire to be experiencing. And so now if we look at judgment, we for some reason have a tendency to judge in the negative. I don't have enough. I don't have what I want. That person has more than I do. But for some reason... If we're going to use judgment, why don't we use judgment in the opposite? Why don't we look behind us and say, I have more than that person. I have a pretty good life. You know, here in America, just about anybody in America can look at someone in a third world country and see that they, if you will, have a better life based on the things that they have in their experience and the ease in which they can find food and so on and so forth. But yet we don't have a tendency to look in that direction. For some reason, when we're placing judgment, we have a tendency to look at those who apparently have more than us and then allow ourselves to be held back, held down, and say, I'm not happy because I want that over there. Instead of saying, wow, I'm so grateful, so happy that I have this and that I don't have that little over there, if you will. Now, I'm not allocating that we should be judging others who don't seem to have what we have or vice versa and judging those who have more than we have. I was just pointing out that for some reason we're always looking at what others have when it's more than what we have. And we don't have a tendency to look and say, wow, I'm so happy that I have this and that I have that and that I can experience this and that and so on and so forth. But again, what it really comes down to it's just being happy with what you have right now, which brings us to the, to the name of this particular episode, which is basically happiness is yours right now, if you choose. Because everything that you have, you do have right now. And we can be thankful for every piece that we have right now. And in that decision, 
in that true choice that we can make for ourselves, we will experience the same happiness that we can have right now by our choice or that we could delay and choose in the future when an event comes in. And of course, any time that we put our happiness on an event, if that event never comes, then that happiness is never going to be experienced. So why delay it and why not just choose for it right now? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and it, and I think that you said so many great things in there, but but one that just reached out and grabbed me was we we tend to compare what's happening to someone who has more that there's more happening in that person's life. And I think it's as though we've got this more is better idea going on. And um, so that in itself creates creates the sense of inadequacy, the sense of not being enough, the sense that things have to be better if you're over here. And, you know, it also accounts for a phenomena I've noticed that when, when some people, um, for instance, I can say for a period of time I was involved in um, personal injury work. I never, I was a defense attorney, so I never represented plaintiffs. I don't think that's a good or a bad thing. I'm not saying that as a moral judgment. I'm saying that's just the reality of what I did. And, uh, but in saying that, I will tell you that I saw people get huge amounts of money and spend it in a year. Gone. They were surviving, they were happy, they were content when the money came. And then they, they just had this giant rush of spending. And it's as though if I have more, if I acquire more, if I do more, I'm going to be more happy. And then, of course, what was the comparison? What do you think the comparison was after the money was gone, Brian? Well, the comparison to the happiness and the um, the lack of happiness yes. was that they weren't getting new experiences coming in that they declared for themselves is what made them happy. Yes, and what happened was people would then spend all of their time talking about the past. Yes. So they become ma- they became marred and tarred into the past, and uh, this you know, and, and I did this, and I did that, and I had this experience, and and many times designed to impress people. You know, you know, as though I'm not enough now, but I was enough then. scary place to be. And it's also and this connected. Also, this also brings us into a wide experience that happens in the American culture and other cultures. I'm just obviously familiar with the American one, which is let's get on to the next thing. What's the next thing that we can do? Let's keep going. Go, 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 go. we got to move, move, move. Not enough time, not enough time. And when we get ourselves in that mental state, then we are going to experience things such as that. So I would say that the people who experienced this large rush of spending were experiencing happiness for a short period period of time because 
for them the thrill of continued new experiences of having things that they didn't have before and things they've always desired to have and so on and so forth fulfilled their desire for happiness. But of course, when the money had run out and the experience of continuing to get newer and newer and newer things that brought them a unhappiness for the time being uh, ran out, then their happiness ran out because they continued to put their happiness in, into experiences outside themselves and events and situations outside themselves. And when those things stopped coming, their happiness stopped being experienced. And that's why it is so, so important. I don't know if we can emphasize this enough, is to be happy now. You can just start to be appreciative and grateful for the things that you have now. Whether someone else has ten of them and you've only got one, it doesn't matter. You have it right now. And when we start to appreciate the, the things that we have now, then we're going to start experiencing happiness because we're allowing ourselves to recognize what we have instead of keeping our focus and attention on what we don't have, what's missing, we can start looking at what we do have and the experience of happiness and joy and gratefulness in that moment will start to fulfill you. And as you start to be fulfilled in the moment, then you know, you're going to experience more and more experiences. It's kind of a, a reverse way of experiencing the things that you want to experience is you stop trying to reach for things and you start appreciating the things that are in your experience now and in doing that, a lot of those things that you were trying to reach for will come into your experience without you having to reach for them, without you even attempting to reach for them, without them being in your focus and your attention saying, I'm reaching for that. You're just enjoying your experience, enjoying the things that you do have, and then those things that you were reaching for come to you. And then you go, wow, that was easy. And so as we start to just really get into the now, I don't know how many times we can say it, but as we really start to do it, because it's one thing to talk about something and it's a whole other thing to start to do it. And so as we choose consciously to come more and more into the appreciation and awareness of the things that we have now, then we'll start to experience more and more things. But our focus won't be on experiencing more and more things and so we won't neglect the things that we're experiencing as they come. We will remain appreciative of those new things that continue to come. And as we experience the fullness of each new thing, each new event, each new situation, then we're experiencing the fullness of life in each moment. Therefore, we're experiencing happiness and joy in each moment. And that's what life is all about. So it really is a tailspin, if you will, not the best word, but a tailspin of happiness and joy and fulfillment in each and every moment as we choose for happiness and joy in each and every moment. Yeah, it's, it's a very circular thing to choose happiness. And I, I, there's a listener out there that has a pain in their heart like I've never felt before, and... It's as though it's a slice, as though just a knife sliced right through the tap of my heart. And I'm not sure, um, I, I just want 
and, and as we've spoken, that pain has diminished, but I think it diminished with doubt, if that makes sense. It's as though we are, um, we're just talking words, you know, and not uh, talking practicalities for this person. But I think it, the pain it is such a, a divisive feeling. The person is experiencing um, a real sense of of self-imposed separation. Now, and let me say something with regard to that. Um, any separation, unless you're in prison, is self-imposed in our country, in the United States, because generally to to be a part of of other people's lives, you simply need to walk down the stairs, walk out of the house, walk up to someone and smile. You know, try a little smile for me and the separation between you and, and that person will begin to, or between you and others will begin to end. And you just need to smile and walk on down the sidewalk. And the next person you see, smile. And that person's probably going to smile, and they will smile, I guarantee it. And as you're walking down the sidewalk and you're smiling, you're inviting happiness into other people's lives. And the the pain of being separate, which I feel here, is so intense. And, and what do you do about it? You just take a chance on you. Put aside the computer. I I love the computer because it has us here. It enables us to be here at this time with you. And I loved the computer when I first started blogging in 2003. You know, back in those days, we had to look up what the word meant. And it really had a very defined meaning. We were supposed to select a piece of newspaper article, and then we were supposed to write about that. Well, we broke that that model real fast because people began journaling and doing all sorts of wonderful things of sharing on the Internet. But as people began doing these, oh, yeah, this is it for you, isn't it? How amazing uh, that God speaks in my head and I dive in. But uh, the person that I'm talking to is on the computer forming relationships. Now, on one side of the coin, the computer is man talking to man and woman in our purest form, energy. And so it does elicit, oh, God, my friend, your pain. It, it, it does elicit the best in us. But there are many people who, because of the anonymity, what uh, Durkheim would call the enomi, the anonymousness of the Internet, it evokes in some people their lowest energy. And, and you have to remember that all, life is all about energy, recognizing energy, and making choices. So when, 
we're talking about the energy of happiness, which is your a grand, grand, grand feeling, as opposed to the energy of sadness, which is or be, your life being out of control, which is not a positive feeling. And as those two collide in life, we make choices about who we're going to be and what we want to be and what I'm going to do in this situation. Well, on the Internet, there are some people who pray, P-R-E-Y, on those who don't feel enough, who don't feel valuable, who really may be very honest about who they are in their communications on the Internet, but this person pulls them in and invites them into a non-real relationship where people aren't there, you're not evaluating things, and pretty soon life is becoming connected to the computer. In fact, life becomes the computer. The person, if they do go to work, goes to work and can't wait to get on to the Internet to see what's going on, perhaps even neglecting their duties. If there's a lunch break, they may neglect their health and even eat poorly and not walk and not exercise while they're doing the Internet. And it goes on and on and on. It's this giant, giant consumptive event. And how do I know that? Because I was there for a while in 2003 to 2004. And and everything seems so real there because what does it cause you to feel? Exactly the topic we're talking about today, happy. There's someone giving you attention. You get real feelings from that. But you are not, and you are relating energy to energy, but you do not have that tightly wound in and if there's a disappointment on the internet it is exactly the same as a disappointment in person but when you are in person and you talk and say the things you say to each other if you say something that causes pain the other person can see the pain and you can see they're seeing the pain and from those energy exchanges you evaluate your relationship But on the Internet, you lack that human-to-human contact. And that is what the self-imposed solitary feeling I'm getting from this person is. And it leaks over onto their heart because they aren't even exercising. They're just sitting there living this make-believe life that in fleeting seconds causes them to be happy. but they're being preyed upon and they're recognizing it. He or she. Happiness, my friend, involves opening your eyes to the beauty of the world around you. Not one part of it, a beautiful part. Believe me, I know the beauty of the Internet. The first time that someone asked me to read for them on the Internet, and I had never seen that person, never touched their hand, and was able to join with them was one of the most miraculous experiences I had ever had. It helped me understand not only what struggles they were having, but it helped me understand who I am. But... 
during those times when I sat with my head and my glued to the computer and my fingers glued to the keys. I missed sunrises and sunsets. The beauty of the sun glistening off of a cup on a table. Smiles on young faces. The outdoors. My health. I stopped paying attention to life, to the journey on. I did grow. I did grow from that. But happiness was artificial. It felt the same, though. That's the thing. It felt the same. And I so yearned to be happy that I would stay glued for those fleeting moments until one day I realized that it was so ego-driven as so much of our human existence is. And I recognized that I had come to a place where people were trying to fill themselves with words typed on a screen instead of with human living experiences. My friend out there, I feel your pain has migrated, to, like I said, just at the top of your breast, your left breast. I think that's in the area of the heart. I'm not really sure because I always treat my heart as in the middle of my chest because it helps me remember to love. Go outside. Walk down the street. Say hello. Smile. The, the most angry among us will usually get a twitch at the side of their mouth. The happiest among us will smile back and say hello. But no matter what, you'll be having some human-to-human interchange that is not just in our purest spirit, but is in our human form, which is what we chose to come here to experience. So the computer is presenting for you an option. There are other options out there. And the computer's hurting you. I can feel the pain in you. It's a very slicing pain. Reach out for some human contact. And I sense there are humans around you that are invisible because of your connection to the computer. Shut the lid, push the button, do whatever it takes, and turn around and smile in your own home. Reach out and take the hand of your child and pull that child away from his computer and go down on the street and go for a walk to the park. And while you're there, it doesn't matter that you don't have any money to spend to get into the zoo. Look at the trees. Look at the way God is smiling on the trees as they sparkle. Look at the leaves moving gently in the breeze. And suddenly you will see that the trees, all their leaves are moving toward each other 
It's the most amazing phenomenon when you recognize it. It's as though when the wind is perfect, they are clapping for how you have chosen to live this moment. I send you love, my friend. You can break this. I feel this pain lifting a bit, and I'm releasing it for you to God. I hope that you can leave it gone. My experience has been 95% of the people that I help let go of pain, bring it back, because they are more comfortable in their discomfort than they are in peace. I invite you to be part of that 5%. Let this go. And leave right now. You don't have to listen to the end. Namaste. Namaste to you. Brian? A lot of our happiness is tied to self-worth, which brings us right back to the words, you are enough. When we are feeling that we're not enough, we're very unhappy, very unsatisfied. And that is a delusion because we are enough in each and every moment. And as we start to recognize and notice that about ourselves, as I was mentioning to you before the show, I feel right now in my life that I'm the best me that I've ever experienced before. And so in that, I can recognize happiness. I can experience joy. And I can say, I'm in a great place right now. And if we we truly look at ourselves, if we look close within, each and every one of us is the best us that we can be in each and every moment. Because in each and every moment, we are more than we were before. We might not think so because of the circumstances and situations happening in our lives. We might be experiencing a low point in our lives. But if any low point we're experiencing is actually a self-imposed experience that is brought upon us by ourselves, by our mental state of saying that we don't have what we wanted. I've experienced depression before. And when I experience depression, I can look back now and see that I experienced it because I was telling myself that I didn't have something that I thought I was entitled to and wanted. And because I didn't have it, I was upset. I was down. I was not feeling good. But as we start to notice and observe that we have enough, that we are enough, that right where we are is the only place that we need to be, then we will begin to experience joy and happiness and we'll begin to experience the the fact of the matter, which is that we are the best us in each and every moment. And in every moment, our life is truly improving. But we can actually miss out on noticing and experiencing the improvement of our lives in each and every moment when we are focused on what we think that we're supposed to have that we don't have. And so really, this whole idea of focusing on that you are okay, you are enough, and you have enough, 
and then begin to recognize these things and experience these things, you'll begin to get into alignment with your happiness. And you'll experience more and more happiness in each and every moment. And do you notice that I said you'll get in alignment with your happiness? Because your happiness is now. And it's only when you're somehow tossing your happiness away and attaching it onto something else that you're not connected with it. You're not in alignment with it. And you don't have to do this to yourself anymore. You can recognize that right before you, much as you just said, you don't have to look for your happiness on some computer screen. It's before you right now. The, the sun is out there right now. The blue skies are out there right now. Birds are chirping right now. Step outside. Take a look. Notice your surroundings. Notice everything about what's going on in this moment. Just take a good, close look and see that there's happiness and joy and life happening all around you right now. And start to focus on that. Start to notice that more. And as a result, you'll start to experience more happiness, more joy, and more of life as it is around you and before you in each and every moment. And these experiences will start to expand and you'll start to recognize that you're experiencing more and more happiness, more and more fulfillment, more and more joy in each and every moment, and then you'll experience and actually be in alignment with the best you, which you are right now, in each and every moment. And then you'll experience a fulfilled life in each and every moment. And when you don't, you can in the next moment. It's not static. Exactly. It you know, and you get to rewrite it. The Dalai Lama says we write our scripts. The scripts of our life are written by us. So write yours with a smile on it. You know, if you smile, it's amazing. It truly is amazing. People look at my, my driver's license picture, and guess why they recognize me, even though my hair is much, much lighter? My smile. Exactly. I smile. No one smiles in a driver's license picture. And I go, well, they asked me to smile, so I did, of course. You know, it's the choice. You know, smile. You know, smile when the world is against you. Because in the end, it doesn't matter what your perception about where the world is. What matters is about your perception of you and the now. And working on being the best you that you can be. Looking to the highest thought, the highest word, the grandest feeling that you can project. You don't have to be what everybody else has been. How often do you find yourself, or maybe not often, but on occasion, I bet all of us have found our situa- ourselves in situations where we walk in and the people there, you can tell something's happened but you don't know what. But you immediately feel, I feel my energy start to drop right away because I want to certainly have my energy down to the appropriate level. 
you know, or you can walk in and everybody is fighting and you find your, you walk in and you find yourself getting the tension and, and you feel the tension of the moment and you start getting a little bit anxious, but you don't know what's going on. And then pretty soon everybody starts telling you what's going on and you still don't know what's going on because you weren't there. You weren't there. You don't have to engage in that drama. You can even choose to leave. And if you feel that you have to stay, you can be a place of peace. You don't have to give up how you have defined the moment because everyone around you sees it as something different. And who cares if they think that you've lost it? What matters is that you have it. You know you haven't. Who cares if being at peace makes you different? You're at peace. You're at peace. And with that said, I'm going to, we've got about 15 minutes left here. I'm going to play uh, Be Still Thy Soul for all of us so that we can get in a meditative mood, listening to the words, remembering that all that we need is within us. We don't have to react to every situation we're in, and we certainly don't have to give up our peace and our happiness and join chaos. It's a choice. So I'm going to play this. Please allow yourself to get comfortable and breathe deeply as you listen to this, and then uh, I'm going to ask Brian to take us out in a meditation. Do you feel comfortable with that, Brian? Of course. I thought so. I encourage people when they're beginning to meditate to put their feet on the ground and get into, if you can, get into a spot where you can feel your connection to the earth and then act as though you're breathing through your feet and pull the air up, coming up to your spine. Bringing it up your divining rod, your spine, lifting your back straight, thrusting back your shoulders. And now, allow your breath to come up, go through your crown chakra, through the top of your head, and join with the breath of God. And as you breathe out, breathe out, I am okay. And reach out now and take the hand of God. And let us reach out our second hand and take the hand of God beside us and form a circle of love and happiness as we listen to this song, breathing in and out, holding hands with God.
So let us now be still in this moment. We have talked about happiness being no choice. And happiness is an experience. And what it is that we are talking about is experiencing happiness now and in every moment. And as you consciously choose to let go of everything that is blocking you from experiencing your happiness, you will begin to experience happiness more and more and more. You could say that you are in a pool of happiness, that you are already submerged within it. And if you are not experiencing it, it is because you have put a bubble. You have created a barrier for yourself. But this barrier that you have created for yourself is still surrounded and touched on every piece, every corner, every part with happiness. So the barrier that you have created is experiencing happiness. But for you, you have created this space this experience of separation, of distance from the happiness. And so all you have done is held yourself back from the happiness that you are submerged within. And as you start to let this barrier go, as you consciously choose to not empower the barrier, to keep it strong. As you learn to let it go and fade, you find yourself experiencing more and more and more happiness. It truly is simple and effortless to experience your fullness. It is in trying not to do anything in particular that you find yourself easily and effortlessly coming back into happiness, coming back into joy, coming back into the full and complete experience of your own divine perfection which is within you and is you right now. It is in learning to let go of all of your judgments 
learning not to attach yourself any longer to past experiences or future outcomes. And just simply allow yourself unburdened into this moment to be still thy soul. What is it that we are to be in this moment exactly? Nothing in particular. Just be. Just experience. When you have thoughts coming to your mind, I might tell you that this is stupid, that this is useless, that this is a waste of time. Remember that these thoughts are the ones that are holding you back from experiencing the fullness and the beauty of this space and this moment now. And as you experience these thoughts, do not get upset at them. Do not fight against them. Just simply and consciously notice them. Say that they are what is blocking you and choose consciously to move your attention elsewhere. To bring your focus and attention to the core of your being. And one of the best tools that we can use to center ourselves, to bring ourselves into the experience of the now, is through the breath which is with us in each and every moment, 24 seconds, 365. And as we mentioned, it does not matter what you have experienced in the past, whether you are experiencing 15 years of depression, or you're experiencing a little unhappiness. It does not matter what your past experience has been or for how long. Right now, you have the opportunity to choose a new experience. And your opportunity for choosing this experience is just as equal to anyone else's. Meaning that each and every moment is an equal opportunity moment. And the amount of happiness and joy and fulfillment that you experience is completely dictated and dependent upon how much you allow yourself to experience. And the more you let go, the more you experience. The 
the more you hold on, the less you experience. As we learn to let go of everything else and to release ourselves into the fullness of this moment, we begin to experience the fullness of ourselves and the fullness of life itself. And what life is all about is experience. So what it is that we wish for you is to experience happiness, to experience joy, and to experience life fulfilled in each and every moment. And life is all about consciousness. So let us consciously choose to experience Life at its fullest, right here and right now. Let us let go. Thank you so much, Brian. That was beautiful. Thank you all for joining us this week. Uh, We have appreciated your being with us. And remember, you are uniquely created, divinely inspired, and you are okay. Enough, just as you are. Namaste. Brian? Thank you, Mara. Thank you, listeners. And remember, happiness is your choice in each and every moment. So why not choose for in each and every moment? Until next week. Be happy. Namaste. Thank you very much, Brian, and have a good week. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.